from Las Vegas. You're listening to Verve Church for people who don't like church. Thanks for tuning in. So my uh, my family moved here uh, 14 years ago, and we started Verve in my living room. And then about 13 years ago, we started meeting here in this space. And I wanted to tell you um, the, the original vision we had for Verve. Uh, we dreamed of Verve being a church that was all about Jesus and about the spiritual family that Jesus would bring together uh, and the mission that Jesus gave our spiritual family to help people in Las Vegas to experience his love and, and saving grace. Um, Jesus gave us that mission in the Bible in Matthew 28. Verses 18 through 20, it says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. So when we, we began, Verve, we envisioned reaching people who are far from God, and, um, and we, we prayed that eventually hundreds of people might get baptized every year. And, uh, and then that we would help these people who were coming to faith to, to grow in their faith so they became radical followers of Jesus. Uh, we're given that mission too. In, in, uh, like in the Bible, in Ephesians chapter 4, it says that the church is to equip God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Uh, We also dreamed of uh, having a world-class children's ministry and student ministry, uh, of having a recovery ministry that would provide healing for hurting people. Uh, We were so excited to support uh, local and foreign uh, missions and missionaries. That's what we dreamed But what's actually happened? Man, God has done amazing things in us and through us. And I am so grateful. Uh, We have seen hundreds and hundreds of people come to faith. In fact, we we just two weeks ago, we we hit 515 baptisms. Uh, Yeah. Uh, through our, through our por- partnership with ProM, we helped to start a church in Poland. Uh, some of our people have gone there on mission trips. Through our partnership with Central India Christian Mission, we started two churches in India. Uh, we started a church in Ecuador, and about 100 of us sponsor kids there uh, through Compassion International. Uh, we serve, uh, we, we've built houses for homeless families in Mexico. Uh, we serve locally through our partnerships with Refuge for Women and Scarlet Hope, uh, both of which are ministries for women in the adult entertainment industry, and through our partnerships with the Renewing Life Center, uh, Counseling Center, and Olive Crest, who work to prevent child abuse and neglect and who help provide foster families for kids in need, and through Cup of Hope, uh, who allow us to serve and meet the needs of homeless people in our city. Thank God has done so, so much, and I am so grateful. It's been amazing. At the same time, uh, we have had struggles, uh, some of which uh, have been accentuated by uh, COVID and the 49-week shutdown we had for meeting in person. I, th- I think our church has been two things over the years, uh, fun 
and fragile. And most of you have only seen the fun. If you've come to our State of the Church addresses, you're aware of some of the fragile, but most of you have only seen the, the fun. Uh, maybe the primary way that we've been fragile is with our finances. Um, when, when you start a new church, uh, you typically raise money from uh, other churches and from your friends and family to help establish the church. And so most churches rely on a lot of financial support the first year, and then maybe a little the second and third year, but as your offerings increase, your need for outside funding de decreases and you don't need that anymore. Well, it's been 14 years now and uh, we have never moved out of uh, the fundraising phase. Uh, the first years of Verve, I had to raise 350000 a year just to keep us going. And these last years, I've had to raise 200000 last eight or nine years uh, a year to keep us going. Um, the problem is that we always have less money coming in, especially these last few years. In 2021, we lost $50,000 of outside support. Uh, last year, we lost uh, $30,000. And then uh, this year, we've lost another 30000 in outside support. And so it's now over $110,000 that we've lost. Our, our finances are fragile. Now, now lately, you, you probably have noticed this, our attendance has been increasing. But at the same time, our offerings have been actually decreasing. And at the same time, the price of everything is going up. You're like, amen, right? Eggs. Uh, gas, everything, and including everything that a church has to pay for and, and buy, uh, but especially our rent. So our, our building was sold in the middle of the shutdown, and our new landlord explained to us that the price we were paying for this space uh, was not the going rate in Las Vegas, and that they were going to increase our rent to get us to the, the going rate. And so our rent immediately went up from 10000 a month to 12000 a month, which is an extra 24000 a year, and it's been a financial burden. Uh, but then this year, uh, our landlord let us know that our rent would be going up another $6,000 a month, uh, which is 72000 more a year than we've been paying. Um, unfortunately, that is the going rate in Las Vegas. They're not, they're not jerks. They're not trying to gouge us. If we move to another space, we'd pay the same or maybe even more. Um, but all of that has just put us in a seemingly impossible financial situation. Uh, we already needed 200 extra thousand a year to keep us going. And, uh, and then all of a sudden we've got 110,000 loss of that and an extra $96,000 in rent. And it just kind of created this financial dead end. To be clear, uh, man, we are not overspending. We don't do anything extravagant. Uh, you, you may have noticed that our staff uh, has gone over the last few years from six full-time staff members to three staff members. Uh, the salaries we pay our staff are on the low end of acceptability for pastors. You can ask anyone who's worked here. Um, our staff doesn't go to, to uh, pastor conferences like other pastors do of other churches. Um, we're not spending more money than we need to, except for we send Margaret to two weeks for, uh, to Hawaii for two weeks every year for personal retreat. To I'm totally kidding. We, we don't do anything like that. Nothing. Um, 
But that, does, that leads to another way we have been fragile, which is with our staff. Uh, we've struggled over the years to find and especially to keep good staff. We've had staff leave over and over and over. Every time a staff member leaves, it's sad. And at the same time, it just makes the ministry area that they lead, at least for a time, fragile. Um, another cause of uh, our fragility, I think that's a word, that's a word, yeah, um, is our people, the, the people who make up Verve. So one of the really cool things about Verve is, man, we mostly reach people who are far from God, new to following Jesus and church. That's great. Many come to faith, but it often takes some time before that person starts giving generously, uh, before they start volunteering, becoming a leader. Um, we've also had tons and tons of people move over the years um, we lost a lot of people during the shutdown, uh, during COVID. Uh, a lot of those people have moved and who we've lost were people who had grown to a place where they were giving generously and, and leading. Um, and then one uh, last fragile factor, uh, me. Um, I'm not going to be around forever. I'm probably older than you think. I, I kind of trick you with the sexiness. You're like, I don't know. He, he has the body of a 24-year-old. He might be 72. I'm not, I'm not really sure, but I'm older probably than you think. And I'm, I'm, if I'm being honest, and I'm being honest, I'm definitely uh, more tired than you think. I've been a, a pastor for 29 years. Um, beyond being a pastor of a church for 14 years, I've had the extra responsibility of trying to be a fundraiser outside of our church. Um, and I just don't, I don't know how much I have left, uh, which has led a, us, our, our leadership team, to ask questions like, who, who would we find to replace me? Um, if we find somebody to replace me, what about all the money that I raise that keeps us going? What, what will we do without that? And what happens when you take a fragile church through a difficult transition like that? And so you're probably thinking there's an announcement coming, and you are right. I am excited to announce that we are going to become a campus of the crossing. What's that? Well, the, the crossing is a church here in Las Vegas. Some churches have multiple campuses. So it's all like the same church, but meeting in several locations. And we're going to become a campus of the crossing. Um, as uh, the leadership of our church looked at our situation, we realized we don't have a lot of options. And we didn't want to just shut down. If we did, it would not keep our family together. And so we approached a crossing towards the beginning of this year about the possibility of us becoming a campus, uh, partnering together to love and serve uh, the people of Las Vegas. And we've been talking with them, praying with them for almost eight months now, and uh, are finally at a place where we can tell you it is official. Uh, it's going to be happening. Um, you know, what, what God has done in this place uh, these last years is awesome. And that is going to continue. It's just going to look a little different. Uh, we're going to be making this transition next month. And so uh, we've got three more weeks where I'm going to be sharing uh, more of why we're doing this and what it's going to look like and why it's good, why it's going to be greater. Uh, but for now, I'll share a little. Um, it is exciting because it allows us to fulfill our original vision of being all about Jesus and the spiritual family Jesus brought together and the mission that he's given us. 
Uh, this allows us to keep our family together and to keep doing what Jesus has called us to do. And that's what matters. It's also exciting because of who the crossing is. Um, they're literally the only church I can imagine doing this with. Um, because of uh, the fact that they're in Las Vegas, because of uh, the close relationship our church has had with theirs throughout our entire history, and even more because of who they are. Um, the Crossing is a 23-year-old church of about 5,000 people meeting at their original location uh, on Windmill, and then a second location they established, uh, which they call their Midtown Campus uh, on Sahara, and then they also meet online. Um, by the way, just, just a cool aside, um, one of the strategies that churches are taught to follow is, I mean, if, if you're going to start campuses, start them in high-income, rich suburbs, because people there have more money, therefore they can give more money, therefore your church will be more stable financially, and you'll have more resources to make more of an impact for Jesus. So it makes sense. But how cool is the crossing that they started their second campus in a low-income neighborhood, and now their third campus will be next to a truck stop. Um, it's, just, it's pretty cool uh, of them. They're, they're awesome. Um, the crossing was one of our main original founding um, funding churches. Um, they have awesome leadership who have uh, been a big support to us over the years. So their, their lead pastor, Shane Phillip, is great. Um, if you've been coming to our, uh, we used to do these Saturday core conferences. Uh, he spoke at one of our core conferences, like right before COVID. Um, Lee Coat, their executive pastor, has worked with our staff for years, coached us in a lot of ways. Um, so here's what's cool. Becoming a campus of theirs, it's still going to be our same people meeting together. Uh, which has been one of our key priorities. It's like if, if, if we can't continue the way we've been, how can we continue in a way that keeps us together? Because church is not a show on Sunday mornings. Some people think of it that way, approach it that way. It's not. It is a spiritual family. That's what a church is. And we wanted to come up with a, with a path forward that allowed us to keep our spiritual family together and this is. So you can stay in your same groups. Uh, we hope that you'll continue volunteering in your same volunteer role. Uh, our students, our, our kids will continue to meet in their same classrooms with their same teachers and their same friends. Our students will continue to meet together on Sunday nights uh, with the same leaders uh, in the same place for student ministry. Same. Now, one thing that won't be exactly the same is, you know, the, the way they do like their Sunday morning services has a little bit different personality with us. There might be, you know, a song they do that we don't do kind of thing. Some of you will like it a little less. Some of you will like it a little more. Uh, it, it will be a little different, but it doesn't really matter because it's not supposed to be about the personality. It's about Jesus, and it's going to continue to be about Jesus. As far as our church staff, uh, Margaret has been hired by The Crossing, and she is going to be on staff here at this location. Uh, I don't know if you even know this, but Dawson has like, worked for us a little bit part-time. He makes all of our videos. He will actually be working a little bit for them part-time, helping them with their videos. He's been leading our student ministry on Sunday nights. He'll continue to lead our student ministry on Sunday nights as a volunteer, as he's been. Um, 
Abner found a great new job. Ask him about it after the service. He'll tell you about it. Uh, the crossing asked me about me, and I told them, uh, man, I, I think I need to step away. Uh, just, just again, to be completely honest, I've been a church planter. I've been a pastor for 29 years. Um, on top of my job as a pastor, I've had to raise money for our church for 14 years. On top of that, uh, almost our entire 14 years, I've had a second job and often a third job, and um, it's been a lot. It has been a complete joy. Uh, it has been a total honor, and I, I want you to know that. I've gotten job offers over the years. I got a job offer last year, and every time I'm like, no thanks, I love my job. Um, it, it's been a total joy and honor, and it's been a lot. Um, and so I started looking for a different job. I want me to tell you uh, who I am and who Abner is, just in case you don't know us very well. So Abner started looking for a job. I started looking for a job. We both started talking to a few different people. I said to my wife over and over, almost every single day, I would say to my wife, what do I do if no one hires me? What do I do if no one hires me? And Abner comes walking into our staff meeting one day and he goes, guys, what do I do if everyone hires me? <laughs> I was like, what did you say? He's like, I don't know what to do. What do I do if everyone hires me? And I was like, you're so awesome. I wish I was like you. Like, I, you'd think I'd have the kind of, that kind of faith, but I don't have it. Uh, but two weeks ago, I did get a job offer. And so I'm going to be working from Las Vegas remotely uh, for a church in Kentucky, of all places, and for a missionary in India, just helping them out some. Um, uh, it's sad uh, because I will not be the pastor here, and I know that uh, some of you would like me to keep being your pastor, but eventually I won't be your pastor, right? I mean, th this might be happening sooner than you expected, uh, but it, it's inevitable. Uh, and uh, you'll be meeting this person soon. The Crossing has hired a and they, they slam dunk hired a great campus pastor who will be leading this campus with Margaret. You, you guys will love him. Um, my wife and I are going to, at least for a while, um, we're going to step away from this campus. Uh, we can attend any church we want, the whole, all of Las Vegas, all the world, through online church. And we have chosen, we're going to attend the crossing. Um, we're going to attend a different campus of the Crossing for a while, but that's the church that we would want to attend, and we get to choose, so we're attending the Crossing. Um, so we'll be a part of the same church family as you guys, uh, but for a while we're going to attend a different location. Here's why. Um, it has been uh, found in thousands of examples that when a pastor steps down, typically it's retires, uh, but when a pastor steps down, if he keeps going to the same church that he was the pastor of, um, it makes it really, really difficult for the new pastor and for the whole church. Uh, everyone keeps thinking of the old pastor as their pastor, and so they keep going up, you're, you know, you're my pastor. It's like, well, he's, he's now your pastor. Also, um, people tend to take all of their complaints about whatever little changes that are made that they don't like. I don't, I didn't like that song. I didn't like whatever. They go to the old pastor. You wouldn't have done it that way. And, and so it's been found in all these situations, it's just better to give some space. And so my wife and I are going to go to one of the other campuses for a while, and then eventually, you know, we, we think we'll come back. Um, that will give the new leader a chance to lead outside of my shadow, my formidable shadow. I say that not because of my incredible leadership, but because I am overweight. Um, <laughs> 
and uh, it will give you guys just a chance to, to move into your new, better future. And man, I really do believe it's going to be a new and better future. Uh, I, the transition is going to be sad. Um, there, there might be a few unimportant changes in the next months that you're like, I don't, I don't like that, and I, I don't like that, but this is going to be for the best. Uh, why? I'll share with you a few of the reasons. There's, there's more, but um, one of the things that our church is best at is we lead lots of people who are really far from God to find Jesus. In fact, uh, we had 30 baptisms last year. Uh, we had 10 two weeks ago. We've had 515 in 13 years. The crossing had 444 last year. They've had about 7,000 in 23 years, and they've already had 428 this year. And so we're going to reach more people who need Jesus together than we ever have apart. Uh, they have amazing children's ministry, amazing student ministries. Uh, like us, they do high school camp every summer. Unlike us, they also do middle school camp every summer, and they do children's camp every summer. I'm, I'm so excited to see what happens for our kids, our teenagers, our, uh, our volunteers in those ministries when we start getting um, all the resources that the crossing can provide that we just, we can't, we don't have. Um, we, we've always dreamed of having a recovery ministry, and now as a campus, The Crossing, we will. Uh, we'll have a Celebrate Recovery ministry, and in addition to that, we'll have uh, support groups for trauma, divorce care, grief share, marriage, uh, relatives of addicts. Um, they, they also have specific ministries for men, women, uh, young adults, singles. Uh, we, we offer a Financial Peace University course every other year. We, we try to, which is an incredible course. Uh, we wish we could offer it every year. They offer it every year, several times a year, every year. Um, like, like, the, the, like us, The Crossing does Alpha. The Crossing does Rooted. The Crossing does uh, small groups. Uh, they are great at discipling people and pastoring people and raising up leaders. Um, like us, they love serving our city. Uh, in fact, I believe that they will elevate our vision. Uh, they have 20 global partners that they support and 11 local partners. And so you're going to have tons of serving opportunities. In fact, uh, it's pretty cool that the crossing also happens to partner with our partners, Scarlet Hope, uh, Refuge for Women, Renewing Life, Olive Crest. We have the same partners in common. Um, they, they also do this really cool thing. They have a collaborative church network, and they resource and help uh, small new churches like we were 13 years ago in Las Vegas, and no one knows. Like, they don't, it's not like these are the crossing or crossing or supporting them. You'd never know that they do it, but they have all these churches that they're helping. They're, they're just awesome. Um, we, we do a missions trip or two a year with the crossing. You have tons of opportunities to go on mission trips. In fact, uh, they also, like we have, they do mission trips to Poland every year with Pro-M, and they go and they build houses for homeless families in Mexico, just like we do. Um, they are so outreach-oriented. If you want to hear something really cool about them, it's just the kind of stuff you discover as you get to know them. You know, some churches think, you know, Big churches are all just about getting money. 
The crossing is all about giving money away. So they, they give the first 10% of their budget, of their income, to uh, missions. And then over and above that 10%, they do all kinds of initiatives to support their local partners and their, their global partners. Uh, and so like last year, they gave away over a million dollars, which is a lot more than 10% of their income. They, they're, they're just awesome. And man, guys, they're, they're gonna provide so much stability for us and help us to be so much more effective in the mission Jesus has given us. This is a good thing. Um, I, I, I know that it feels like we are losing something. We are, uh, but we are gaining so much more. And a church should never be about the name on the building or the, the guy on the stage. It should be about Jesus and the spiritual family that Jesus brings together and the mission he's given them. And becoming a campus of the crossing will help Jesus stay the focus, will keep our family together, and keep us doing our mission. And if we didn't become a campus, all of those things would be in jeopardy. Uh, you know, I, I keep saying church is a spiritual family because it is. Whether you realize that or act that way or think that, it is. Um, you know, it, it's funny. Something that happens in almost every family at some point is that that family merges with another family, right? There's a marriage and two families become one family. In fact, uh, my family is going to have that happen this spring when my son uh, gets married. And, you know, when, when, when that happens, when there is that merging of families, there's a little bit of sadness, right? Because it's like, like for my family, it's been the four of us forever. That's what we know. That's what we're used to. And so you're, you're sad about what you're losing. But there's way, way more joy. Right? There's so much more joy. That's why when that happens, what do you do? You throw a party, right? You, you have a marriage ceremony, and there's this big celebration because two families are coming together. They're getting bigger. They're, they're, there's cause for joy. And, and that's what's happening with us. We're coming together with another part of God's family, and that's cause for joy. And we have, um, we have been fun, and we have been fragile. It's still going to be fun. Uh, but this will help to, to fortify our foundation so we're no longer fragile. And uh, it's still going to be all about Jesus and the spiritual families brought together and the mission he's given us. So uh, Shane Phillip, the lead pastor of The Crossing, wanted to be here. I hope this was the right call, but, I, but we were like, no, like, let, let it just be us uh, today for this announcement, just our family. Um, uh, so we are going to do a meeting this Wednesday night. Uh, he will be here, um, and we're going to kind of do an introduction, and we're going to go over some more of the details of what this is going to look like. We're going to have some question and answer time uh, where you can get your questions answered. Um, you can submit questions that you have uh, starting now uh, by texting this phone number. And so if you maybe we'll get out your phone, if you're like, yeah, I think I'd ask you questions, you could take a picture of that number so you don't forget it. Uh, we're also going to be sending you an email here this afternoon, and uh, that number will be in, in the video on that. Um, but you can, any questions you have, you can send it to there. Um, so I, I told Shane, yeah, maybe don't come today, but he did make a quick video for us. And so here's, here's Shane. Well, hey, Verve. 
I know you're trying to process and take in this announcement from Vince this morning. Honestly, those of us at The Crossing are so humbled and honored to be asked to be a part of Verve's future and Verve's vision of reaching people in our valley. Let me just tell you, I love your church and I love your pastor. I have followed your church since before you had a name or a location. We partner with Verve from the very beginning, first as a financial partner for about five years. And since that time, I've had the opportunity to speak at your leadership conference to help train your elders. Verve has had such an incredible impact on our valley and a special place in my heart. And second, I love your pastor. Vince and I became friends about 17 years ago when I had the opportunity to hire one of the pastors from his church in Virginia Beach. Then when he and Jennifer felt called to come to Vegas, we met for coffee the very first time they came here to see if God might be leading them to start a church in Vegas. We've been friends over the years, helping to support each other, and I just love him. When Vince approached us about six months ago about the possibility of coming together as one church under the crossing umbrella, I was super excited. And I'm sure you have a thousand questions today. You know, how is this going to work? What's it going to look like? That's why I'm looking forward to being with you this Wednesday night and sharing so much more. I hope you'll do whatever you can do to join us. I'm bringing some of our Crossing family with me, and we look forward to this being with you. I want to share this Wednesday why I believe God is in this decision and paint a picture of what I believe God could do through this exciting partnership. And we'll leave lots of time for questions and answers. So in the meantime, know that I have personally been praying for you every day for the past six months, and I will continue to do so in the days and the weeks ahead. I really believe that we can be better together. And my prayer is that as a result of this partnership, we can reach even more people in our valley for Jesus. I love you, Verve, and we'll see you on Wednesday. So Wednesday night, 6.30, uh, The Crossing is going to provide dessert and childcare, And so hopefully you'll be able to make that. Um, hey, I know for a lot of you, uh, this is a lot to take in, right? Um, maybe right now you're feeling sad. Uh, maybe you're feeling optimistic. Um, you might not have any idea how to feel. You might be like, I, I don't even know how I should feel. All that's totally valid, totally valid. Um, I, I have had the benefit of uh, being able to think about this and pray about this and talk about this for months. Um, but for most of you, this is the first time you're, you're hearing about this. Uh, my hope is that this week you will take time and really pray through this. Um, to just bring it to God. Uh, one, one of the things I hope you'll pray for is to ask God to give you his perspective. Um, he has given us, as we've gone through these last seven, eight months, uh, just confirmation after confirmation. It's been just a wild journey to see how God's moved through it. And I hope that you'll, give, uh, you'll ask him to give you his perception of this. Um, I, I love this church. I, I love all of you. Um, I want what's best for you. As our leadership uh, teams, uh, me and Margaret and Jacob and um, Abner and uh, Scott and Arlene, as we've uh, talked through this and prayed through this, that, that's what we've been after the whole time is like, what's best 
for, for our family. Um, and that's what this is. I hope that you're really proud of what God has done uh, in our church and used us to accomplish so far. And so many of you have given sacrificially of your time and your resources. Thank you. Um, These first years have been life-changing for so many people, and they have built a strong foundation for the next chapter that God has for our church, because the best is yet to come. So, as you may have guessed from the band behind me, we're going to sing a song together. You, I don't know, you might be like, I don't feel like singing right now. I get that, but I think we need to sing because we need to remember who God is and how he's there for us when we need him. And so we're going to sing, but first, uh, let's pray. Why don't, why don't you guys stand, and we'll pray together, and then we'll sing. You know, God, um, it's, it's easy at times like this. Um, it's easy to focus on what we're losing but we are gaining so much more. I hope you, you'll help us to see that, God. And even more, what's, what's more important is what we're not losing, Jesus. Jesus is our firm foundation. No matter what else happens in our life, uh, our faith is in him. Jesus, you, you are always here for us. You're always faithful to us. Everything else in life may change. Everything else in life eventually does change, but you never do. You never let us down. And and so even when we get rocked by things like this, man, we are not shaken because, Jesus, we put all of our trust in you. And we pray, Jesus, we always pray in your name. Amen.